Welcome to What's Up? Wellness from the Third Floor. This podcast is provided by the Wellness and Health Action Team, also known as WHAT, from Portland State University's Center for Student Health and Counseling, or SHAC. We're located in Suite 340 on the third floor of the University Center building on campus. Our purpose with this podcast is to discuss a variety of health-related topics in a way that will be accessible for our non-traditional campus. My name is Miranda, and my pronouns are she, her. My name is Quinn, my pronouns are he, him, and I'll be doing um, editing and behind-the-scenes work this year. And my name is Julie, and my pronouns are she, her. We're all members of the Wellness and Health Action Team, and we'll be the hosts of this podcast. Let's get into it. This podcast was recorded on October 21st, 2021. Details surrounding COVID can change quickly, so be sure to look into current and accurate sources based on when you are listening. As a reminder to the PSU community, all employees and students who live, work, learn, or access services on the Portland State University campus are required to be vaccinated against COVID-19 beginning this fall term 2021. If you have already been vaccinated, make sure you submit an attestation confirmation. PSU is verifying vaccination statuses through the State of Oregon records or by vaccination card. If you have not been vaccinated, please submit an attestation that you will not be taking in-person classes, living on campus, or using in-person services. Alternatively, you may submit an applicable exemption. As of August 23, 2021, due to FDA approval of the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine, there is no longer an option for vaccination deferral. The following vaccines meet the PSU vaccination requirements. Vaccines authorized in the U.S. for emergency use, including the two-dose Moderna or single-dose Johnson & Johnson vaccines. Vaccines authorized with the FDA's full approval, including the dose Pfizer vaccine or vaccines approved by the World Health Organization. Please continue to wear a mask when you are indoors and practice social distancing. Stay home if you are not feeling well. If you have any questions about your symptoms, please call SHAC at 503-725-2800. If you have tested positive for COVID-19, please complete the COVID-19 report form, which can be found in the description below. We would like to extend our gratitude to healthcare workers worldwide and to everyone who has been vaccinated. So for today's episode, we'll be discussing about vaccines, um, the importance of it, and um, just the different types of vaccines that are offered to um, the people. So let's start with where can I get my vaccine? Yeah, so there are a lot of places, both on campus and off, where you can get vaccines. So on campus, the place you can go is Shack. Obviously, we love Shack. We work for Shack. Um, Shack offers the Moderna vaccine, and it is free to any PSU student who is taking at least one credit. Um, they hold a vaccine clinic every Friday in the parking lot of the University Center building. Um, and if you have any questions about that, go ahead and give them a call. Um, There's also links in the description on vaccination sites in Oregon, sites in Washington, and then the United States database for different vaccination sites in other states or U.S. territories. Yeah, awesome. As we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, it is still very important for everyone to get vaccinated. It's because um, new variants are appearing, and as 
all y'all probably heard about it, the Delta variant. Um, and these variants appear via mutations of the virus. Um, and although there are like different viruses, they evolve over time. Um, and they undergo these replication and all. And so by getting vaccinated, we can prevent these replications from happening. And um, yeah, and once these replication stops, then hopefully the virus will go away, hopefully. Yeah, so I think it's important to remember that all viruses do undergo different mutations and changes as they're spreading. And so these variants of the virus are not caused by vaccinations. Um, and like Julie said, they actually, vaccinations can reduce the rate of mutation by reducing the amount of virus transmission. Um, so we've talked a little bit about vaccines starting off, but the COVID vaccine is a little unique compared to a lot of vaccines we might have heard of. It's an mRNA vaccine. So that's different from other common vaccines like the MMRV vaccine that a lot of people get as babies. Yeah, totally. Um, so as we all know, or hopefully you all know, that both the Pfizer and Moderna COVID-19 vaccines are mRNA vaccines. Um, this type of vaccine is fairly new. However, um, research and development has been ongoing for decades. So many may believe that, oh, it's only been developed in the past year or so and that it's still pretty novel, which is very true. However, this vaccine has been um, going through uh, research and studies for decades now, um, and but it's just introduced to society as a whole. Right. So there is so much research behind mRNA vaccines, and they are, they are completely safe. Um, how they're different. So a lot of common vaccines, they work, they inject a small amount of the live virus into your body, and this creates an immune response. But mRNA vaccines don't contain any live virus. So this is part of why you cannot get COVID from the vaccine. There is no COVID virus in the COVID vaccine. So instead, they they teach our cells to create a spike protein, which is found on the surface of the virus that causes COVID. And so when your cells make that spike protein, they display it on their surface and the immune system is able to begin a immune response and produce antibodies. Yeah, no, that's a great point. And um, because this is an mRNA vaccine, there are many misconceptions that it can alter or affect your DNA. Um, however, this is false. COVID vaccines do not change or interact with your DNA in any ways. The mRNA vaccines deliver instructions to our cells to build protection against that virus that causes COVID-19. Um, this material never enters the nucleus of the cell where the DNA is kept. And so a lot of people um, think that there are mutations that can be possibly caused by these vaccines. However, the only mutation that can happen is just the variant itself, is when um, we talked about a transmission and when it interacts with each other, is when um, that mutation can occur. However, there are no changes that will occur when it comes to our DNA. Yeah, so you can kind of think of it like it's a castle, right? And your cell is the castle and the cell wall is the guards of the castle and they are being told to build a wall around to keep out the enemy the, the virus and they're going to do that they're not going to involve the king or the queen of the castle that's the dna they're up in their little up in their little throne room completely unaffected by this construction going on 
So your DNA is not affected. Um, there can be some side effects of COVID, but like we mentioned earlier, COVID vaccine cannot cause COVID. So since the vaccine does not have live virus, you can't contract COVID from the vaccine. That was a great example, Miranda. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, so like we talked a little bit, um, the COVID vaccine does not have any live virus, so it, you cannot contract COVID from the vaccine. However, some people who have gotten doses of vaccines do get COVID. And it's important to remember you're not considered fully vaccinated until two weeks after the final dose of your vaccine. So, for example, with the Moderna vaccine, you have to wait between 28 and 42 days between doses. So a person could be susceptible to COVID for up to 56 days after their initial dose. Um, and this is why it's super important to make sure we're getting all the doses that are recommended for our different, whichever vaccine we choose. Yeah. And like what Miranda was saying, I would love to emphasize on the fact that you're not fully vaccinated unless you get both of the doses. I've seen and heard many news that people are vaccinated with one, they get one shot, they receive one shot and they think they're quote unquote vaccinated, but that's not how it works. You need both of the doses in order to have that full protection. Mm -hmm. um, but speaking of side effects, some side effects that you may experience when you get vaccinated is pain or soreness at the injection site, body aches, headaches, uh, fever. Um, and these side effects can last about a day or two. However, these are good signs that the vaccine is working to stimulate your immune system. Um, if these side, however, if these side effects do persist beyond two days, you should uh, get in touch with your doctor. Um, many people are fearful of these side effects. They think that these side effects contribute to them being diagnosed with COVID itself. However, these are just side effects and it is normal if you are experiencing these side effects. Yeah, and um, one way you can prep, um, go ahead and prepare yourself if you know you're getting the vaccine. Maybe you know you really, you get sick a lot of times. You get sick very easily. Um, so you may want to take a day off work after you get the vaccine or take it easy on that those social activities just so that you can give your body enough time to rest and your immune system enough space to start developing that immune response. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. Make sure you take care of yourself. Um, these Vaccines are still relatively new to us, so uh, make sure that you take that time off if you know that um, those side effects that you can uh, maybe experience. So um, moving on to the, I guess, most talked about variant of right now, right. the Delta variant. <laughs> yeah, so we mentioned variants a little bit earlier in this episode, but obviously the most popular, most topical variant right now is the Delta variant. Um, so um, just a reminder, the efficacy of the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccines is about 95% when it comes to the Alpha variant, which is the quote-unquote original COVID. Um, the efficacy of the vaccine is a little bit lower when it comes to the Delta variant. For example, with the Pfizer vaccine, it's about 88% successful in keeping people from contracting the Delta variant of COVID. Yeah, so currently Delta is the predominant variant of the virus in this country. Um, this is mainly due to the fact that the Delta variant spreads more 
easily than uh, previous variants. It is extremely transmissible um, and very contagious. Um, it may spread more than two times as much. Um, each infected person causing twice as many infections as those with another variant. And so although they are all um, COVID-19 variants, this one is a little more aggressive comparing to other ones. As I mentioned before, it is extremely transmissible. Um, and yeah, it's just high rates of infection comparing to other ones. Yeah, um, so um, it one just a reminder, um, that the people who are vaccinated and get any variant of COVID, they're called break breakthrough infections. And so breakthrough infections, um, they can spread the virus to others. Um, that's sort of a common misconception. So even if you are vaccinated and you do contract COVID, be it the Delta variant or another variant, you can spread it to others. But it appears that people who are vaccinated spread the virus for a shorter amount of time. So you may have heard people talking about viral load. Um, so sort of how much virus people have. So there's a common misconception, I think, that vaccinated people have a lower viral load. This isn't quite what's happening. So there's a similar amount of viral genetic material, which is the viral load among vaccinated and unvaccinated people. So you've got the same amount of virus going on, but this viral genetic material decreases faster in fully vaccinated people. So you are able to spread the virus for less time if you are vaccinated. Yeah, totally. And speaking of, um Transmission in all unvaccinated people remain the most vulnerable when it comes to the Delta variant. They're more likely to get infected, more likely to uh, spread the virus, and more likely to have severe case leading to hospitalization or even worse death. Um, and so although many people believe that if they are around others are vaccinated and they're not vaccinated, they think they're safe. However, the best case is for everyone to get vaccinated and uh, making sure that you're taking care of yourself and those around you and making sure everyone's being uh, protected. Yeah. And I, I think uh, there's a lot of people are, oh, well, that thinking, well, why did I get vaccinated if I can still contract COVID? And like we said before, the Pfizer vaccine, for example, is 88% effective against the Delta variant in the studies. And um, all of these sources that we use, just a note, are linked in the description box. So you can go and look at those. But so 88% effective. So that's way, way better than 0%. So that's why it's so important to get vaccinated. Uh, and then obviously we know a lot of people in our community are already vaccinated. So what can you do now? There's booster shots. Yes, there are booster shots. Um, the CDC recommends a booster dose of the Pfizer vaccine for people ages 65 and above, residents of long-term care settings, and people 18 to 64 with underlying medical conditions, or who uh, whose work may be put them at higher risk of exposure to COVID-19. And this includes healthcare workers, teachers, grocery workers, and more. So we know that um, although these vaccines are working, uh, they're time to it. So um, booster shots are very, very important. Yeah. And so maybe you heard about the Pfizer booster shot, but really big news um, that as of yesterday, October 20th, 2021, the booster program was significantly widened to include Moderna and Johnson & Johnson booster protocols. So now as of today, 
October 21st, 2021, you may receive a booster of any vaccine, regardless of which one you originally had. So if you had a Pfizer shot, you can get a Moderna booster. If you had a Moderna shot, you can get a Pfizer booster. If you had a Johnson & Johnson shot, you can get any of the boosters. You can mix and match, which is great and really increases accessibility. Yeah, I think it's great that we're able to do that mix and match because, of course, accessibility is a very big issue um, when it comes to vaccination because, of course, some people only have access to Moderna, whereas others may just probably have access to Pfizer. Um, but yeah, it's still very important for us to remember right now we're still going through the phases now that we're um, implementing vaccination again. And so um, the phases are still unknown, I believe. Um, but probably individuals who we just named um, are the ones that are eligible to get the vaccine, the booster shot. Right. So yeah, as of right now, you have to reach meet certain criteria, hopefully that these booster shots, once people who need them more get them, we're able to expand that to the general population. But if you do meet that criteria, and you had Pfizer, or Moderna, originally you can get any booster shot six months after your second dose. If you originally had Johnson & Johnson, you can get any booster shot two months after your original dose. So there are tons of options available. Yes, so make sure you are getting the vaccine. If you haven't had the vaccine yet, go get it. And if you already have, and it's been more than six months, get the booster shots. There's always mm -hmm. vaccine for everyone. Um, so. Miranda, when do you think this will end and how will it look like if yeah, it does so end? I feel like that that is the big question. We are going on 18 months and seeing this booster program really widen um, in, the, in the past couple of weeks, um, it's maybe a little bit of a glimmer of hope, although we've been saying that for a while now, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's hard to tell. Um, just but it is important to remember that the pandemic is still going on yeah. the latest cdc data says that more than a thousand americans are dying from covid every single day and most of them are unvaccinated yeah like um many although we don't hear as much anymore um it's still in the headline but not that many talk about it but like miranda said we are still in a pandemic and it takes everyone it takes all the effort we have in order to put it to an end so speaking of it we will all we would love to remind y'all that still practice the healthy habits that we have been practicing for the past 18 months and this includes washing your hands covering uh your cough, wear a mask wherever you go, especially if you're indoors in a space where it's a little more crowded. So make sure that you have that face covering, still practicing social distancing, because like we said, we are still in a pandemic. So please be cautious about your environment. Um, be mindful about those around you. And please uh, take care of everyone around you, including yourself. Yeah, and um, I think a lot of times over the past 18 months, people have thrown around the word new normal. And I think for better or for worse, this is kind of our new normal. Because of the globalized nature of our world, there's, there's always going to be viruses and there's a really good chance that there will be more pandemics. Um, which, fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed that that will happen. Hopefully it doesn't happen and hopefully future pandemics are not as bad and widespread as the COVID one. But this is really good practice on working together and making sure we know how to, we make things better for each other. We keep each other safe because 
we're moving into a time of the human experience where this is likely going to become more common. Like what Miranda was saying, um, we would also like to make a note that while we strongly encourage everyone who can get vaccinated to get vaccinated, it's important to remember that there are many factors that create challenges to vaccine access and acceptance, um, including but not limited to education, income, and wealth gaps, job access and working conditions, racism and other forms of discrimination, gaps in healthcare access, transportation, and neighborhood conditions, and overall lack of trust in healthcare institutions as a result of past medical racism and experimentation. These factors often affect racial and ethnic minority groups and highlight the urgent need to address systemic racism as a root of racial and ethnic health inequalities as a core element of public health efforts. So on that note, um, next week, Miranda and I will dig deeper into the idea of health disparities and how it is very prevalent among many communities across this country. And we're seeing it, especially in this pandemic. Um, it's been very prominent. It has been a huge contributor to um, access to vaccines. And so, yeah, we'll look more into that and how um, it has affected many communities, include our own. Definitely. And I think we'd like to end and just give a huge giant thank you to all healthcare workers, teachers, grocery workers, and just all the essential workers that have gotten us through 18 months so far of the pandemic. And we'd also like to take a brief moment of silence for the close to 5 million people who have died from COVID-19 worldwide. Well, that's all that we have for today. And the last reminder, as we have been talking about for the whole entire time, is please, please, please get vaccinated. And if you have already got vaccinated, get the booster shot, wash your hands, wear face covering, and social distancing. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for joining us um, in another week of What's Up. Yes, stay safe. Um, for me and Julie, we love you all. Thank you for listening. Have a really great week, and we will see you next time. Yeah, and good luck on midterms. Yes, bye. <laughs> if you have it next week, but all right. Have a good one, y'all. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the What's Up podcast. We'll catch up with you next week. We at Shack are fully committed to the physical and emotional health and wellness of PSU students. Please call ahead to use our health services for flu shots, free COVID testing, or general appointments at 503-725-2800. Counseling services are still available via telehealth, and you can schedule your appointments by calling that same number at 503-725-2800. If you're looking for more health and wellness resources, you can check out our online health magazine that gets sent to your pdx.edu email every Wednesday, or you can download the Campus Well app. Also, feel free to check out the virtual MindSpa experience to rest, relax, and rejuvenate wherever you have internet access. We'll be including resource links in the episode description, as well as a link to the episode transcript. If you have any questions about health, wellness, shack or anything we discuss in this podcast please fill out the google form in the episode description thanks for listening and take care we'll see you next week on what's up wellness from the third floor